Franz Anton Mesmer, born in 1736, was a great physician in Paris, famous for treating people with a special technique he called animal magnetism. You might have heard of it today as hypnosis, or possibly of being mesmerized. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And I think you're focused? Almost. Oh, absolutely. Okay, good, because I forgot what I was going to say, apart from that. How are you doing? That's a good start. Oh. Jan, how are you Is doing? Is it though? Oh, why start with me? Because it's, reasons. It's back, back to normal. I am feeling better. I actually, well, I managed to, for now, keep away the weight that I lost. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. very good. Um, Ooh, that's a good I'm one. I'm actually doing a lot of sports at the moment um, next to a shit ton of work because the year started just like it ended absolutely crazy at work. So, um, yeah, staying busy. So I think uh, today we found out that we're probably going to be attending a total of eight trade shows this year. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because we um, last year we threw out the old ones or like the, the big ones and mm -hmm. concentrated more on the smaller, more specialized ones, which was absolutely fantastic. And over New Year's, we had a leader change um, in Japan. So the leadership yeah. changed. Um, the old president retired, which is, I mean, absolutely more power to him. Um, but the new one is a big fan. Well, he of was the... 95, so what's no, time no, for him? No, 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 only I think 75. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. Um, so the but the new one is a big fan of the large exhibitions, so they kind of changed the focus on that. But we already signed up for the small ones. Now we also have to sign up for the big ones, and that's why okay. we have a absolutely stupid amount of trade shows this year. How many did you do last year? Um, well, last year after Corona stopped, I would say probably four to five. And we didn't have to be at all of them because the smaller ones, you can kind of like switch and change. But with the bigger ones, with a bigger booth, like everyone has to be there. So it's basically yeah, taking okay. out your whole sales team for a whole week. Like Ooh, not being yeah. able to visit customers and everything, just being on the booth. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting year. Uh, it's not gonna be the last, the only change that's gonna happen. I see, I see more traveling and uh, more trade shows in the near future. Are they spread up during the year or are they all like during like maybe June, There's, July, August? I or? think the first one coming up is in March. And okay. then okay. the next one, I'm, I'm not even sure. Like I think there's one or two in May. There's uh, some in September. There's in October. There's one or two. November, there's one or two. So uh, they're over the year, but then within like two within a month. So it's basically you're a whole mm. week at a trade show. You come back, you got one week, and then you're like setting up the next one. So okay. yeah, we'll see. That not, sucks. Yeah, not too excited about that, but what you can do. I mean, if you have one a month or one every two months, that's that's okay. You have the time to prepare. You have to the time to set up. If you have like two in a month, must be a shit lot of work. No, no, and, no. I'm getting old and I'm getting grumpy, and I don't feel like standing <laughs> eight or nine hours a day at the booth under artificial light waiting yeah. for people to come and there's like usually one or two good days with customers like that are interested and the rest of them are like the ones that hunt for the goodies like the free giveaway stuff mm -hmm. and then you got the school like one day where you only have school classes coming 
Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, thought, I thought you were extrovert and liked people. No. <laughs> no Let's just pretend. Oh, okay. It's sales pitch. Uh, no, um, other, but other than that, let's get back to the, the, the other stuff. Is um, I've been doing some, and I haven't posted about it yet. Um, Ooh, is it secret stuff? Yeah, not really a secret. I mean, I'm really well. It's not secret the... if you're gonna tell us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's start that way. Um, last weekend, uh, we visited some friends in Bavaria, which was really nice. And they also used like she's a professional photographer, and he used to photog uh, like used to do a lot of photography. So it was fun hanging out, nerding out, and um, I love Steph for bearing with me the whole time <laughs> and not killing me. Um, but they are getting rid of a lot of their analog stuff. And I Ooh. was really lucky. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, they, they gave me a... Well, I, I was able to buy some stuff of them. Um, for one, an Epson uh, photo scanner, like a high-resolution one, so I can finally scan my own negatives, which has been a huge yeah, thing nice. on my list. So I've been doing that for the last couple of days till I get 12 o'clock at night because it takes, I don't know, like an hour and a half to scan like six or seven pictures with mm -hmm. higher resolution and um also some like chemical cases also a enlarger for people who don't know what that is it's yeah. uh you take your negatives and you can project them on paper on the photo paper to actually develop in the chemicals your own prints i haven't been planning on doing that for a long time but i couldn't say no to that one yeah <laughs> um so yeah. i've been also when i was coming back reworking my workshop to get more space and reorganize to also get a dog room in there <laughs> so uh, it's now really a multi-purpose workshop and um i before the trip i've started playing around with because i needed a camera strap i thought i made one myself and i actually started drawing uh up the letter parts in cut cutting mm -hmm. it out with the laser and then sewing the leather to the like use paracord mainly um by hand and i had so much fun with it that i not only did one but two started a third one and now i ordered a shit ton of leather <laughs> <laughs> and um i'm actually going in kind of a mass production and planning on selling them so nice. this is one going to be the next step yeah i, I feel like that was like sort of a, a, how, how should i say this one of those moments where like, oh, I want to just make one of these things better for myself. And then like, boom, I'm selling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens. It, it was, yeah, it was kind of the combination of um, starting one, like, oh, I need one. I want to try it and just trying if it works out. Um, of course, you go to trial and error with the laser. You have your setbacks and uh, like, finally got everything running. I made one and I'm like, oh, that was kind of fun. I have, a, I still have some paracord left. I'm, let's mm. just do a, another one. And yeah. I started doing another one. I'm like, I look at it. Whoa, the time, to, like hours just flew by. That was so much fun. Like concentrating on that, making on that. I want to make more. So I started and then I thought it's like, yeah, but I can't just like start mass producing them and not like and giving away, like not going to do that. So I might as well start selling them. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it works out, but for now I'm just having a ton of fun. I want to try different variations. You if can, you don't like, try, you, you will never know. So exactly, that, that's yeah. that's the path you have to follow. You, you find something, you make it, you you try and see what happens. Yeah, and it kind of hits home because on the weekend I was like scrolling to Instagram and it was kind of those uh, motiv like motivational posts popping up, and mm -hmm. it was just basically, and I don't know who said it, but it was there's more people 
uh, well, instead of failing, like that we're afraid to start than ever failed. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's I was true. kind of like, yeah, that kind of hits home because everything I've thought up so far or I ever did was basically I was stopped in it by just like, well, yeah, but I'm not going to succeed with it. And now I just found something that is so much fun to make that I want to make more of, want to try different variation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of, I mean, Red, I, I showed you and I was kind of like, please talk me out of it. And the, mm, the answer no. was, one of us, one of us. <laughs> like, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. There we go again, down the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. So, Come on, uh, we, we, we are enablists. We, we need other people to be worse at bad things so that we can feel better about ourselves. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Good point. I have a I have a serious blacksmithing or anvil problem, but look at that guy. Spe- speaking of, exactly uh, how have you been, Raz? I have ten anvils now. Oh, nice! Congrats! I, I bought another one yesterday. Yeah, big one. And honestly, this might be my favorite when it comes to the small anvils because it's. Yeah, you say that every time. I okay, I did see that last time as well. But for different reasons, because this is actually, uh, it might be thir- like 35, 40 kilos. Okay. I, I haven't weighed it yet, but it has a fairly wide face and it's like, it's a, like a miniature London pattern anvil with a wide base and a wide top. So nice. it's like, just how I like them, kind of. That, don't take that out of context. Oh, oh, oh we will. Oh, that, that's going to be a sound clip. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have hopefully now enough small anvils that I will not break the suspension of my car go driving out to the the class I'm teaching this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I'm already planning on taking two trips because it's an hour something away, so it's not too bad. But also... Wow. It's it's kind of better to just, in my mind, make sure that, okay, I'm going to drive two, t- two turns or two, two times because then I'm not overloading the car and I... If I just happen to be able to stack everything efficiently into the car, it's like, oh, okay, then that's good. I, that's easy. You have a Peugeot, right? Yeah. Uh, your fact. Partner. Yeah, I know. I have like a 500 <laughs> kilo load load limit on it. Yeah, that's yeah. not much. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm I'm bringing six animals, so it's like, yeah, that's uh, at I least 300 kilos. Funny. I never I never thought about it. Ras also has a Peugeot. Red, mm. you keep repairing yours and stuff keeps breaking, and he just writes it down. And for some reason, this one is still working. Uh, yeah. I also brought it down to get the MOT on it, and it did not pass. Okay. Yeah, mine passed. But you're driving so, it anyway. See. Yeah, well, I, it's only the front suspension. I'm putting everything in the back. <laughs> of course oh, you do. <laughs> no, I, I just before, like, the minute before we started recording, I came in the door and I went to a buddy of mine who is one of the, he's one of those who travels around to the workshop and teaches people how to do the MOT checks. Mm-hmm. So I brought a oh, list so to him and stuff. Oh, the MOT checks? Uh, officially, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just brought him the list and I was like, oh yeah, you got some work to, work to do. And I was like, yes, please. Can you help me? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll start looking on parts and all of that. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, Peugeot's are easy to fix. That that's okay. It's not an issue. If you have just the suspension to to change, that's yeah. If that's there's easy. part of the chassis in the way, just poke it with a screwdriver. It's rust anyway, pulled together by paint. <laughs> yes, and honestly, this is the first time after an MOT where I didn't have to shoot the car. Oh, that, that bad? 
What kind well, of car did you have before? No, well, I I, I bought like the, the cheapest car I could find that would still that that just passed the MOT. Yeah, that's uh, okay. There is a lot to be said so, about uh, the car. Yeah, yeah, I I know we had the brief that conversation, but my yeah. thinking was I need to get from A to B safely alive and yeah, with, but they with did a load. just pass the MOT and then it's good for it two years no, in no, Norway. No, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. No, it's not because you have you have the the MOT that your car is safe. First of all. I, I know, but that's what I like to tell myself because yeah, then I yeah. feel, don't, don't feel so bad about driving the car. <laughs> You're full of hope. You're still young. Yeah. Uh, no, just, yeah, you, yeah. No, we'll talk about cars another day, but yeah, I'm happy for you if your, your friend is able to help you fix that because yeah, you're going to drive a lot, especially with the anvils for the markets and for the classes and the markets that you have uh, end of February as well. Or, or, or will you be renting a, a van, as you t- mentioned once? Yeah, I mean, just considering the weight limitation on the partner mm-hmm. uh, of 500 kilos, I, only there I probably need to rent a car. Yeah. Uh, then again, also, I want to bring a lot of shit. I want to bring, like, all of the booth things mm-hmm. and, like, plan and have a lot of stuff that will take up volume for once and not just stupid weight. Yeah. So I, I might have to rent a car for... for Nearly ten days, I think. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's gonna so, cost you cost you a lot. You yeah. might as well go and buy a car. I did consider that. Yeah, that would be an option as well. Yeah, because then, it's like if you're charging that, like you can find cars like with the MOT um, that are basically I don't know. I mean, even in Germany, if you look at it, if you can find something with an MOT that drives you from A to B for like two hundred bucks. And that's probably cheaper than renting for 10 days. And there we go back to sort of what Red said about the f- I, I would like to, to upgrade to a better car, but I also need a car then that I can actually fit into the garage I have. And the garage is fairly low. It's just about two meters tall. So I can't fit a big yeah. car in there anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, in theory, I, I could probably look into something that's slightly bigger than a partner and with slightly better suspension and load limits and all of that. Mm-hmm. That at least is approaching a ton, if not like seven, eight hundred kilos. Uh, and as long as it's sort of the same height and not much longer, then I can fit it in the, in the garage. But I'm, for once in my life, very much constrained by Why parking do you, space. Why do you have to put that in the garage, your car in the garage because you don't you can't let it outside or you don't want to let it outside I don't want to most of all okay uh, because it's a f- it's a fairly busy road mm-hmm. okay, okay and it's it's not really meant for regular parking it's 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 a parking zone area so I can park there overnight and that kind of stuff but I yeah. think it would be a problem if it's standing a week at a time and that kind yeah, of thing for sure yeah, okay especially considering the winter time and snow plowing and all of that yeah, shit yeah, yeah. It, it's it's problematic um, also I mean it's really nice to just have a car that I don't need to scrape ice off every single time I want to use it absolutely which is half the time here in Norway so yeah 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 just get oh, an old Volvo station wagon. Yeah, I mean, at least I can fix it with a hammer. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a good Norwegian car. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, but last last thing about my week, I have... Uh, I had to hold a blacksmithing class this weekend, and there was three uh, friends who came down from Trondheim just for a blacksmithing class here in Oslo. Which you is you eight- realize we have no idea where that place is. I was going to say, it's eight okay. hours by train. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's eight hours by train. Okay. Oh, oh where? Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. And they came down to Oslo for a blacksmithing class. Uh, and I had another uh, older teacher from one of like the Rulof Steiner's school system kind of thing, who's who came for class. And then two dudes. That was the only two dudes I had in, at the class, which was also really fascinating that like they were surrounded by women at this point. <laughs> nice. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, and also it's like, yeah, I just went, I tried to change things up a bit this time, actually. Uh, sort of doing Essux and Leaves yeah. only on uh, day one on the Saturday and then Sunday we did bottle openers and a, a few other things and heat and brushing and waxing of the things and all of that nice. I think I like that system a little bit better but I maybe need to change the recipe of how I make the bottle opener give them some different stock and different recipe maybe mm-hmm. blatantly steal the one that Steve did over at Maker Camp I just need to practice that one a bit myself so that I can make it look easy <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to. I mean, the fun, the funny thing about having like all, all of these women and girls there uh, teaching is like I, I could sort of uh, turn up the few sort of feminist expressions I know. For example, when um, when when talking about sort of you're making essooks, they don't need to be identical because we're not trying to make. Uh, like it's, it's supposed to look handmade, mm-hmm. and one of the girls just pointed to her eyebrows, and I was like, "Yes, exactly. We're making eyebrows today." <laughs> Which all, all of the girls listening will know exactly what I mean, but I'm not yeah. sure if you do. No, I I do. Okay, I'm, ma- okay, I'm married, so yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, yeah, there was a few yeah. things like that, which was really fun. But how many, whoever, how many people? Re- ig- wasn't it however ignores or whoever ignores a raised eyebrow loses uh, a few seconds to escape or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something yeah. to that expect. That's a different expression, though. Oh, but also, okay. uh, one, one, one of them... Uh, was just shouted at me. I was really annoyed because you make it look so easy. And then I replied, sort of uh, misquoting Dolly Parton, saying it's really difficult to make it look this easy. Yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> how, how many people did you have for the class? Uh, six. Six. Okay. Which is uh, sort of the comfortable upper limit because then yeah. it means me. I'm I'm just walking around talking to people nearly all the time. But I get, I do a round and I get maybe five minute break before something happens or I need to do another round and look at people. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. I was about to ask how many people you do you consider like the limit to be comfortable teaching uh, in a forge because uh, two might be uh, good because you can you can switch from one to another very easily and and follow all their work and above a certain number it would be very hard to keep track of yeah whatever it is doing at the same time uh sort of from experience if if there's four in the room i can Mm -hmm. sort of watch all of them at the same time yeah usually and step in and catch things really early on okay with six people i might miss something happening Mm-hmm. And they might be struggling with something for a few minutes before I actually look up and turn around. Okay. Uh, but that's also sort of on me of telling them that if you need help, make sure to sort of get my attention and yeah. wave at me or scream or something. Okay. Because What's the like, most you did? Say again? What's the most, most you did? Like how many, uh, the, the top number? Six. Six was, was your most? Yeah. No. Uh, Yes, six I've done by myself. I don't. Rec- I I helped out on the knife in a day. I mean, helped out. I was like standing in a corner and bantering Steve when I visited uh, the forge back mm-hmm. before the pandemic, twenty nineteen or something. 
I was like, I think they had eight students then, but then there was also four of us there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I mean that I mean I mean I was there because I I was haunting and assault uh, not assaulting bothering Steve annoying Steve yeah. that kind of thing assaulting yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. okay fair enough <laughs> I think at a knife making class I visited we were a total of like twelve people that yeah. doing like knives it's, yeah but it's, we're it's talking okay. about but four teachers yeah so one one thing that I talked a lot about to John just about this is that. My approach, and which what seems to work really well here in Norway, is that I'm very much hands off. Mm-hmm. I, I I explain to you what you do, but I don't want to take the hammer out of your hand and do it for you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, John over at the Steelyard, he would very much often help people along, but also he was more often doing sort of a taster class with absolute beginners, mm-hmm. people who just thought the idea of making a thing was fun. And had maybe no realistic expectation of what it involved, yeah. both sort of how difficult it was and physically that they might need to use their arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that he would more often have to sort of step in and do steps for people. Whereas okay. I haven't had that problem as often. Uh, I've had last year, maybe I had three students that I really needed to help along. And that was it. Uh, the I remember when we did the course and that was so uh, cool and so annoying at the same time um the guy went at it was nico uh he went and did the same piece as we did and when Mm. somebody would make a mistake like get a bow in it by by trying to straighten something out and couldn't get a bow in he would look at it he would take his piece he would replicate the mistake on his piece and then show <laughs> on his piece how to fix it and then just continue to the next one. You said, That's you nice. could have just taken my piece. Just break <laughs> it out for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's looking at it. He hits it like two times and it looks identical to mine. And then he's going like, now when you do that, he hits it two it times. Depends and it's on the... It really depends on the on the goal of the class. If you're there to learn, if it like like you're really teaching blacksmithing, it's better yeah. to see how to fix a mistake and fix it oh, uh, absolutely. yourself. Mm. If you're if you're there to get a, a taste of of forging, um, getting some help from time to time is not a bad thing because at the end of the weekend or at the, at the end of the class, you get your thing done. You've made. 80% of it and for the difficult parts you, you you get some help from the teacher and that's good as well because the memory that you will get of the uh, of the class will be good because you you yeah. you dare uh, ask for help mm-hmm. and and it's it's not giving up and it's not it's not um, saying that you can't do it it's just saying that you you need uh, extra um, directions or advice or just to see things in, in a different way. Oh, absolutely. So that, no. that, that's really good. In both both things are really good, de- depending on, on the goal of the class, I think. What, yeah, what, what I really liked about it is um, he also took the time and showed basically how metal reacts if you hit it each way. Like, this mm-hmm. is bound to happen. Like, he told me, basically, this is bound to happen. Like, if you try to straighten it, check your hammer position. Yeah. Like this usually happens if you hold your hammer not the right angle. And it's just those small pointers. But he would not touch my workpiece and do mm, it for yeah. me. And he also encouraged all of us. Like we did like a test piece first before we went to the real thing, like with mild steel. And then we went over with the like the, the hardened steel for the, the knives. And 
they would actually show us what happens, like common mistakes, but we and then they encourage us to just try ourselves and see what happens. They encourage us to do the wrong thing to see what mm. happens, and then also how to find a way out of it. Yeah. And then he said, it's like, and we don't expect you to completely grasp it because it needs practice to do that. But at the end of the day, we all were like proud as hell because we fixed our own mistakes that we made. I, I think that's a big, I think that's an important part of it. Yeah. And I, I try also to do a bit of that, of forging a couple of mistakes into my piece on purpose and then showing how to correct them yeah. afterwards. Especially when it comes to the simple things like keeping things square and keeping it straight and all of that and demonstrating that I am doing this and I'm trying very consciously to talk through every single thing I'm doing as I'm forging and say out loud that I'm hitting here because I want this. I'm hitting here because I do this. Now it's almost too cold, but I'll straighten it and just double check what I'm doing before I go back into the forge and like mention all of those things. Just to try, just to give the students as much of an understanding of what my thought process is and how mm -hmm. much thinking actually is going on, even though it looks kind of simple. I'm just hitting it. Yeah, but you're not just hitting it. it, yeah, it yeah. If you, I'm, I, I totally understand what you mean. What you mean by that, and I really like the idea of you saying out loud, like every step of the process, because that's exactly what I do in my head when I'm forging, for example, because I'm mm. not, I'm not uh, practicing enough, so it's not like something natural for me. I, I constantly have to be focused and to be very careful about what I do when I'm in the forge. Whereas when I'm working with leather, I know exactly what I'm doing because I've done it so many times that I don't even have to think about it. Uh, like in a certain measure, I can listen to a podcast, music or movie whilst doing it. And when I'm in forge, it's completely different. So I'm talking to myself like mm. that's that's the next step. I, I need to do this and now and put it back in the fire and, and so on and so on. So I I think it's a very good thing that you you show your students what should be happening in your head when you are doing something that you are not used to. Uh, like we, we are all driving and we don't think about changing gears when we are driving, right? Because it's, it became yeah. Yeah. so natural to do it that we don't mm -hmm. have to think about it. We feel the car and, and so we do it when, when we need it. That's, that's a good. That's a good comparison, I think. Yeah. Whereas when we are doing something for the first time, we are slow and we are careful and we are thinking about uh, what we are gonna do, not what we are doing, what we're gonna do. So this process is is actually very good when you are teaching. I tried that with um, student in in college. It's completely different because when you are a teacher and you you fake a mistake on the blackboard and you, and you want them to just pick it or spot it or it doesn't work because they all think that you you actually did a mistake yourself like not on purpose so it, it's hard to forge a mistake and have them spot it uh, but when it comes to making stuff it's actually a very very good thing to to make a piece with a mistake and, and sh show how to fix it I really enjoyed the fact that when I was taking the class with Rory I was not able to forge the leaf uh, the way I wanted it. But mm -hmm. he, he let me go through the whole process at, and at the end, he, he saw that on my face, it was like probably I was probably grumpier than I usually are. Uh, him, I'm, yeah, grandma. One of those? Uh, one of those. Uh, you pick the one. Um, and, and he came to me and, and said, what's happening? Say, I can't do it. Said, oh, it's because you 
probably did that and that at that moment. You should try something else. So it made me do it again. But with the advice, I was finally able to do so, to, to do it properly. Uh, but he was not taking the hammer. He was not make, doing it for me. He was just pointing out the mistake that I made at one point in the whole process. And by doing so, I was able to, to learn more efficiently, I think. Like, mistakes are, are great teachers, I think. Speaking of mistakes, though, yeah. how was your week, Red? Uh, I don't see the connection between the... What's the what is it about? Um, I'm yeah, just guessing. I, <laughs> I mean, something about cars broke, breaking. No, maybe. no, no, no. The car, the car is Not fine. Not this week? No, Three no, weeks in a row? Week, yeah, That's a new record. Weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> no, the car is fine. I didn't uh, drive that much, but the car is fine. I but yeah no you're you're not right uh, you're not wrong well yeah you're not wrong that's, that's, that's the one you're not wrong I'm tired uh, for some reason I don't know why you're sleeping too fast again uh, probably yeah okay. insomnia is back uh, oh, a little bit uh, not not too bad I'm, I mean I managed to fall asleep around two two thirty in the morning but yeah it's back it's been yeah, is, is, is the insomnia Greek and slaying gods. No, I I, uh, <laughs> I wish it was because I'm I'm almost at the end of the game, but I was not able to play a lot this week. Oh um, no, no, it's back. It's not not because of the game. It's just back. Sometimes it happens for a week. I I have insomnia and then it's gone and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it, uh, I was able to lot uh, to to, see, to watch a lot of TV shows, which was great. But anyway, I'm tired. Uh, it's been a tough week. I started the week by um, working on the different videos um, that I told you yeah. about last week. So one is done, and by the time that's, this that's episode airs, thank you, uh, by the time this episode airs, it will be released. So that's the shop tour video. You have mm. seen it. Um, so I tried to make it like kind of funny a little bit, but be uh, exhaustive on on the things that I, I I'm showing to everyone and and about the shop. So that one is done. I really I, liked it. I laughed a lot actually. Thank you. I, I appreciate that because it's like uh, I I usually when I try to be funny, uh, people don't laugh because. Oh no! But you've been a hundred percent like fantastically French funny. Like you're okay, just good. Kind of like you you look bitter about it, but you're just making a dry joke about a situation. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah, no, I like it. Like, it really, like <laughs> okay, it's, cool. It, it hits my kind of humor. Okay, great. Thank you. So that one is done. Uh, I'm. I've been working a lot on the second one. Imply that implies a lot of uh, work on Illustrator, but also on uh, about a lot of wood turning. So I did my balls. I've my, finished my two you, balls. You did what? <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry. T- no, 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 no. No, no, you're not going there. You are not going there. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You, you can't start <laughs> sentences like that, right? Uh, and not expect us. Last time I was careful about the pronunciation. Now I'm, I, I, I screwed up again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Impressively turned, so. <laughs> I turned two balls out of... <laughs> Paddock, and I'm I'm super happy with it. Uh, the, um, okay, to, to translate, bowls like yeah, round things you said. put other things inside of. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, wonderful blank of paddock sent by Dan uh, Daniels. Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, they are it's wonderful wood, uh, very very um, beautiful 
enjoyable to turn wood. Uh, so I'm happy because I was able with absolutely no technique at all uh, to turn two bowls. Um, <laughs> better. Better? Okay, good. Uh, almost identical. Like, it, 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 you really have to be very, very uh, picky uh, to, to, to see, spot the, the differences. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. That's part of the project. That's the, one of the biggest part of the project. The rest is laser engraving and laser cutting. So I hope to be done at the end of the week. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That's what I did this week. Um, can, can you actually tell what sort of project this is going to be? Uh, Because you're just teasing now by mentioning components <laughs> and processes. Um, I, I will probably next week. But it's okay. a game. I'm, I'm making a game. The, the balls are actually only there to receive dices inside of them. Ah. So it's not, they are not deep because they don't need to be. Uh, they just have to be wide enough to be able to grab the, the the dices and just roll them inside um so it's it's a game uh an old game or new depending on your point of view uh well you'll see it's mm -hmm. it's a game from a game if you if you know what i mean yeah okay um i can okay. guess <laughs> cool and and other than that not much because we had the visit of uh, my in-laws so yeah i i didn't work for three days the time they were there And and I'm back to work uh, tomorrow, actually. So, hmm. yeah, that's my week. Cool. So to put everything together, he finished his balls and he loves dance wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. And thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, that had to uh, be said. Thank you, Ethan. Uh, I, I was trying to hold back. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my pronunciation, but come on, guys, you know that no, one is. is I, mean, I mean, that that was an easy, easy shot, right? Yeah, yeah, but still fun. Yeah, but I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I didn't say otherwise. It was. But it's actually nice that um, we all seem to be back in the, like, yeah, back what loving what or doing what we love, mainly. Buying anvils that work picked up. <laughs> I, now I wish I had a little bit more free time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Red, you basically, from what I've seen with the letter workshop and even the video where you introduced like your complete workshop, I mean, you're fully set up. And I can tell by looking in the background that you are at full work. Uh, yeah, uh, like, almost. Mm -hmm. Because uh, to be completely honest, uh, we finished this week with my wife. Uh, emptying the card box uh, that we had still mm -hmm. in the living room, there was two left, and oh. we we finished that. And and so what you see behind me uh, in on my workbench is actually a bunch of uh, paper uh, that needs to be to be put somewhere else. So mm -hmm. that's the only thing. But other other than that, yeah, I'm I'm working on different projects, and that's that's a good point, Jan, because I I. During the holidays, the Christmas holidays, I was doing a lot of thinking, like uh, I oh no usually do. Oh dear, yeah, uh, I didn't have myself, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, no, the Christmas holiday, <clears throat> the Christmas holidays are usually for me a period during which I I think a lot, maybe probably too much. Um, I'm, I try to consider the. The year that that it's it's almost over, 
and uh, planning on next year and what we I want to improve and and every, everything that we talked about in the last episode, uh, like getting more focused on this or that. Um, and during this this period of holidays, during the holidays. Um, I'm not able to do anything or to produce anything or to create anything. I don't know. I, I don't really know why, but these two weeks at the end of the year are, are a, like a dead zone for me. Uh, it's not like seasonal depression because I know what it looks like and it's not. But it's uh, involuntarily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I think it became an, uh, an habit now. Okay, because just not to interrupt you too much, but for me, because of the stress of markets leading up to Christmas, getting orders out before Christmas, mm-hmm. like at some point before Christmas, there's a natural cutoff point where I can no longer ship things out and guarantee delivery before yeah. the big day. And which means that after that day, I can relax. I don't need to stress anymore. Yeah, for mm-hmm. me, that would be January. January okay. is usually the, the period of the year where I have the less amount of work, like the, the no custom order or whatever. So that's really the period of, of uh, me being uh, having free time, so of to speak. Time to refocus. Or to refocus or to play video games or to do whatever I, I do. And so to answer your question at, at at first the first time it happened i was probably 24 25 so mm-hmm. eight years ago uh and that millennia. was yeah millennia almost <laughs> it, was, it was it was completely uh not my doing it it, it ha- just happened like it was probably depression at the time mm. I, I was like you know probably in a bad space, bad, bad place, bad situation, with or surrounded by uh, bad people. So I had to do this kind of introspection and to um, decide what I wanted to do and what I wanted to improve. But as time went by, uh, it appears that this, this period of the year, I did that over and over again, every year. And now mm. I try to... <clears throat> Um, control it uh, more efficiently because I can um, orient that um, that thinking towards work or towards family or toward myself, and so I'm I'm able to choose when I do it and 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 what I think about. But this part of the the year is still this kind of deep thinking um, period of the year for me, and I don't remember why i was talking about that in the first place i mean it's i would say that could be a good thing though if if you're not ruminating in dark thoughts i try not to but that's sort of easily where you end up um it was at first like many years ago yeah absolutely it was like oh i fucked up this year i did that i did that that happened to me i could have prevented it or i should have uh, reacted that way this way now I um, I'm gonna I, I I don't want to quote a TV series <laughs> because but um, but you will but I, I'm 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 gonna I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> do it anyway. Um, there is there is in Yellowstone I talked about this uh, mm. freaking TV show uh, many times um, and I'm super happy because I'm I'm uh, almost at the middle of season five. During season five, there is this um, character um, called Rip. Um, he's 
his, his wife is having the same kind of crisis. She's ruminating over the past and, and she asks him, do you think a lot about the past? What happened to you when we were kids? And he said, no, I don't, I don't do that often. I think about today, I think about tomorrow. Uh, the past is the past, I can't change anything, so I don't, I don't think about it. That's how I see myself now that I'm a grown-up, so to speak. I don't want to... I, I know that I can't change anything in, in the past, so I'm not trying to think too much about the past. And now I'm able to control it. Like, when I, I start thinking about something bad that happened to me in the past, if I'm done with the thing... If I'm done with the issue, the problem, it's been solved. I can, um, I can get out of this thought pretty easily. Like, nope, I'm not thinking about that because I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. So I can focus on the present and uh, on the future. And the future being tomorrow, next week, next month, but not like twenty years uh, in the, into the future because that it is, makes no sense to do that. That is funny that you say that. Because the, the the Christmas time also is it's, it's like that forced wind down for everyone because of, of family and everything happening. You can't really reach anyone like business wise. It doesn't make sense to mm -hmm. go into Christmas with yeah. like, expecting oh, like be open to <laughs> basically yeah, exactly yeah. Um, so for me, and this is why I said this is why the vacation was so refreshing. I seldom dwell in the past. I like to reminisce about like stuff I did in my youth and stuff. I. I like to think back about that especially talking to people like hey do you remember but i'm not the one like really dwelling in it or like yearning for the past or like something to go back to the past um what i found or what i realized especially during this vacation we had now is living in the now this has been my biggest issue because as far as i can think back i'm always planning the next thing the next step yeah And I can never really enjoy what I'm doing at the moment because I'm with my head. I'm already at the next thing that like what comes afterward, what I, do I have to do next? It's because of my job. It was as a service technician in sales. It's always about like, what's the next thing I have to do? And also in private life. So I, I mean, you, you need to plan to some extent. No, you don't. I mean, I, I go to, I mean, I have to do it during my work hours for work. Yeah, I mean, that's I what should, I mean. But I should not have to do it in my private, but it's been part of my routine that I do that for everything. When, right. I, when yes. I'm starting okay. a project, I'm already thinking about the next project. If I'm thinking about, I could make something, I already think about all the stuff I need instead of doing or working with what I have at the moment. I'm already planning ahead for the next thing. And this is something I realized and thought more about it and that really came apparent to me when I made those letter starts for the camera. Mm -hmm. I was working with what I had at the time, putting together, finishing the letter strap, and it was so nice being the here and now and just enjoying making this in this moment without like, oh, I'm going to do 20 more. After I finished them, I decided I want to do more of them. But mm -hmm. in that moment, I was making them. I was just like, I'm making this for me. I'm having fun right now. And I had so much fun that after I finished the one, I directly made another one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and this is something I want to do, like, this is something I want to do more. And um, this is also, I think now I finally have the, the reason why I stopped reading books. Because okay. I never allow myself to do the time, like, to actually put in the time uh, and, and enjoy it. Book because, and enjoy it. Yeah, I don't mm. allow myself. For me, it was, I start, I 
caught myself that I pick up a book from the shelf and I'm looking how many pages it have and how fast I can read so I can start the next one because I haven't read it oh, so long yeah. so I really have yeah. to like catch up again instead of wow. just like oh that He's looks interesting books. yes exactly <laughs> He's and, writing and books. it's pretty much the same thing why I'm not playing computer games anymore because if I start it's like how fast can I finish that I'm, no, I'm I, even, I understand I'm, the process. I'm not taking the fun anymore to explore our games because yeah. it's like uh, on a second tap, I already have the completion, um, like the walkthrough open. So <laughs> see how fast I can go through wow. it. And that just takes away so much of the fun. And this is something I'm trying yeah, right exactly. now to get back to like live in the now, just enjoying what I'm doing, just get lost in something. You, you, you are, you are exact. You are mentioning exactly what happened to me like six years ago. I was so caught up in 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 a habit of uh, having to work a lot, uh, to having to work fast, and to um, getting results. That when I was working on a project, I was trying to finish it as quickly as I could so I can jump to into the next one. But as you said, it just removed all the fun that I, I I was having doing the, the said project. Um, in the, the Japanese Zen uh, philosophy, uh, they say that the, the past is gone, the future doesn't exist, there is only now. So it's it's something that I, I that sticks to me now because again I have probably gained in wisdom or whatever. Um, you can't change uh, the past, more or less, more or less. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's what happens when, when you get old. Uh, oh, you extent. admit it. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did last week already. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> no, now you no, said I said I was vintage. vintage. Yeah. yeah, now you said old, okay. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, uh, the, the, the past is gone. So that that's it. You can, you can think about it, you can... Uh, I have no nostalgia about it, and I, I get that a lot, especially when I think about Japan or some aspect of my childhood. But uh, and and Raz, you are right, uh, also in a certain uh, certain extent, that you need to plan f- ahead. You have to you have to plan for the future, otherwise we will still be. And that's what we are. The human beings are doing this. Otherwise, we will still be living in caves and hunting every day. And we we plant crops because we plan ahead. We can yeah. have food in six months because we are doing that now. Same thing for a project. If you are ordering uh, leather, hardware, steel, buying anvils, it's because you are planning on doing stuff with them in the future. I've realized in the past few years that if I do that too much, I'm caught up in that system again of working on the next project, whereas I should be working on the one I have on my workbench right now. Yeah. And if I order too much material for the next project, um, I forget about them. I lose them. And when I need them, they are gone. So... Uh, it, it's it's not necessary to plan that much ahead because you lose the fun, you get confused, you and and you are not doing the project the way you should be doing it if you were focused on on it and only on it the the whole time. Isn't it all about Goldilocks? About what? Goldilocks. I don't think I've heard that before. Yeah, me neither. The Goldilocks zone of the perfect middle of bit, not too cold, not too hot. 
Oh, okay. In the sense, uh, like the story with uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. No. No? No, oh, okay. Anyway, I think... What kind rest- of movies uh, are you it, watching at night? <laughs> no, it's, it's an old fairy tale. What kind of okay. fairy tales are you watching at night? Well, apparently not the German style where people are traumatized <laughs> afterwards. I've, no, no, no. But honestly, I've never, Which never fairy heard of it. <laughs> I don't know, but I want to go there. <laughs> what's, the, what's the story, quickly? Uh, no, it, it's a girl who finds a cottage in the woods and it's occupied by three bears, but the bears are not home. There is a small one, okay. a med- uh, oh, mommy that, bond, and a med- yeah, that I one. Heard. Okay, goldlöckchen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I yes. Heard it. yes. Okay, sorry. Sure. And it's all about, <laughs> like, one is too cold, one is too hot, one is yeah, just yeah. right. And isn't that what you're talking about? Like, when it comes to planning... If you're over plan, you just stress yourself out and you don't get to do Absolutely. things. If you're under plan, you have no fucking agency and control in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, if you find uh, yeah. that balance of planning enough ahead so that you are prepared for what's going to happen, or what you want to do. There we go. But not balance so much again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all fucking sun, isn't it? But I just want it's, to say fucking it's Goldilocks. Exactly it. <laughs> no, you're right. It's I I I've, I've said it already. I don't like the the word balance. So equilibrium is is, is the one for me. But no, equilibrium. you're right. Okay, yeah, you're absolutely well, sometimes right. Sometimes just being content, just being fine in the here and now. Yeah, contentment is also a good one. Yeah. Okay. Mm, but it it. So I, I have mean, this question. I have this question. Sorry, contentment about about being in the past. Does that involve for you? No, no. I mean, contentment being in the here and now, like right now at this moment. What did I say? I said in the past. No, yeah. sorry. I, I, I was, yeah. I was thinking the the present. Okay. Uh, so being in the present, does that involve for you thinking about the past from times to times, or not? No, no, no. not at all. I, I, th- I think that is mutually exclusive. I don't think so. I, you can, you can think about the past without ruminating. Yeah, sure. And you can you can plan about the future without getting nervous about it, or or stressed out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but if you don't get nervous about it uh, about the future, you shouldn't get excited about it either. Oh, yeah, by all means, uh, nervousness and excitement are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, it it, it generally speaking can be good, but too much of it will ruin you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you so so you are living your days. Without uh, any, um, like, I nostalgia about mm. the past at all? I don't, I, uh, yes, I do have a nostalgia. About what, for example? Uh, it depends. It depends on my mood. It depends on what have been on my mind lately. If, if I, for some reason, end up going through old pictures I have in my hard drive, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm doing a backup or something, that's something that happened uh, a couple of, of weeks course, ago. It's kind of, it's kind of forced on you. In that point, yeah, it is. But uh, also coincidentally, because it's like, oh, let me let me just clean up, take backups of all the things I have on my hard drive regarding the podcast, and put it on my external hard drive. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking like, oh, why is there so much stuff on this hard drive? And I look, go and like, oh yeah, there's pictures on here, cool. And then I start going through a few of them because like, I I wonder how much of this I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, okay, that was a really cool cool time. That mm-hmm. was fun. That was not. And you sort of end up with... I mean, the, the pictures themselves, generally speaking, are all about the happy things because that's what you want to keep. But yeah. inadvertently, you end up remembering the sad things next to them or the disappointing things or those things you fucked up or oh, said something stupid, which for me is all the time. But... Yeah, but we still love you. Thank you. 
I just want Steve to say it too, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, so it's it's not it's not that I'm seeking it. It's not that I'm shying away from it. It's just that it happens sometimes where I just pick up something and it's like I reminded of something that was and it's like and I just sort of try to sit with that memory for a, for a second. And but how do you feel when you do that? It depends on the memory. Exactly. Yeah, it, it it's just sounds uh, uh, the way you said it right now. It just sounds like the memory is is can be good, but you yeah. end up feeling sad about it and feeling not good about it yes i think often i feel a little bit of sad about the fact that that moment has passed and will never be again okay Mm -hmm. but i'm also very much aware of the fact that nothing lasts forever anyway Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah this specific moment will never happen again that doesn't mean i can't feel like i felt in that moment yeah yeah no sure it will just be with other people in another place at another time and it would feel different because... And it will feel different because yeah, I yeah. will be different. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. But it, it's not a bad thing, I think. No, and no I think it's not. This is still really healthy, what you're saying, Rasmus, from my perspective. Um, I think it gets to the extreme where people just basically live in the past. We make the joke yeah. about, we say, like, the, the old people that always go with, like, oh, everything used to be better when I was young. Yeah. And just basically, they completely live in the past. And I'm not, this is not an age thing. This is something about, I think, mental age a little bit on how people are, I don't know, yeah, how I'm, they, they want to perceive it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I think we can agree <laughs> that none of us is uh, behaving like, yeah, I'm still Our going age. every day. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm still going every day. Like I need an adult help, help. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming forty. Damn it! <laughs> I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be the adult here. Nope, nope. Where's my plastic ball bag? <laughs> um, no, going at that. When I meet, I have friends that I've known since I'm eight years old. We still meet, and of course, this is where we reminisce about like the shit we pulled together, the sad stuff that happened, some people we lost. Like this comes up once in a while, mm-hmm. but overall, I would say this is when I'm with those people. It's reserved for when I'm with those people. It's the same like you, Ras. When I go through my hard drive and I find old pictures, of course, I reminisce about the old times, but I'm not stuck in them. It's something yeah. I remember. It's something I cherish. I'm glad that I can still remember those things because mm-hmm. even that can go away and then i move on with my life and i think it gets to a problem where you either like i said my problem is being stuck in the future or always being that planning ahead and always the next thing and not and i don't for a long time i didn't perceive it as something negative because i'm excited for everything that's going to like mostly i'm excited for the future things but like you said rasmus you're completely correct about it too much excitement can also be poison because you're just completely neglecting neglecting the here and now and this is something i wanted like or actively already started changing and this is why i'm getting the hobbies like photography like stuff forcibly that slows me down what I find interesting is what you said about about thinking of the past. It can be like nostalgia and can be good or bad memories, but you are not living in the past. What struck me uh, actually yesterday when I was with my uh, in-laws that were uh, they they were visiting us uh, for three days, and my parents uh, that live need that live not too far away came uh, for a cake and, and a tea in the afternoon. Um, and they started talking together because they know each other for like almost 20 years now. 
um, and they started talking about the past, but about where they were going uh, in vacation when they were young and all the shit that happened to them. And it was not living in the past, but they, they all mentioned, and that, that's what was interesting to me, it was all fucking depressing stories. Like dead people, funerals, accidents, very, very hard way to get to the vac- vacation camp or stuff like that. But they were all laughing about that. It, the, all the bad memories, all the ba- it was not bad memories, all the bad things that happened. Yeah, challenges not, not, they mastered. Uh, not no no they fucked up. As, as we <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I, I, I tried to say it. I tried to make the positive way. But okay. No no no. All the bad experiences that they have in their past. Now they are looking at them and they are laughing about it because it, they know somehow. I I guess I'm guessing, but I I think that they they know that they it will never happen again. Because now they know better. Now they, are, they, they have the experience. So they can look back at something, laugh about it, because this, they don't have the nostalgia of that period of, of time. Maybe so, I don't know. But with that specific adventure, experience, challenge that they faced like 40 years ago, 30 years ago, is now something that they, yeah, they've, they've mastered it. They've learned from it. And and they will they will not get caught up in that in that shit again because they have the experience of life, so they are able to look back, have maybe some kind of nostalgia because oh the kids were young and they were cute and they were all at home, so we we were able to see them every day and it was vacation and it was. Um, we were careless at the time, less anxiety, less problem, life was easier, which is not something that you hear a lot from old people, like life was easier. Usually when you talk to old people, it was like, oh, it was harder in, back in the days and you young generation know shit about what life is. You have it easy now. That's what we constantly hear. Those four people who are between 65 and 75 were like talking about the good stuff that happened to them despite the bad experiences and challenges. And it was amazing, amazing to me to listen to them talk about, yeah, I I said people dying, funerals, things really getting to shit, but with a smile on their faces because they are not looking at the past the way we probably do it now because of our age, because of our lack of experience, because of our lack of um, good or bad experiences, good or bad, because of our lack of wisdom, maybe, because they are closer to death than we are, like in the natural process of things. So they don't have to, to still be angry at shit that happened so many years ago. They don't have to expect anything about what will happen in the next year because maybe there will be no next year. And and everything that happens to them now is something that they dearly cherish and and enjoy way more than what we do. Because we have... Sorry, and just my last point, probably because we are planning ahead, because we are prepping for the future. We are planning for the next market, the next client, the next show, the next year, the next paycheck. 
and and they probably don't as much they are just now they are just living in the this afternoon having a bowl of cider or a tea or a coffee sharing a cake uh, watching my kid uh, find the thing in a cake cake and be the king of the day because that that's what their life their mm-hmm. lives are right now at the moment and i yeah. i found it amazing i'm not that kind of oh look at my parents how great they are but yesterday was was something I mean, different you have complained enough about them earlier oh yeah, yeah in a kind way uh no in a loving way yeah um, but but it was not it was it, it it was it was surprising it's not it's it's not often that i see my parents uh, that way brings us back to that um yin and yang thing i believe right what you said yeah. like the, the the balance it's really i mean who doesn't think about it when i was young it's like sitting there with a buddy of mine like at the beach in santa barbara we were going like well i'm gonna make it that far and i'm gonna be there when i'm like we did that planning i had that also like the the or when I met Steph and we're sitting there and it's like, well, this is our plans for the future and we're trying to get that and this is what we're planning for it. It's good to be excited for the future and make plans for the future. It's also good mm-hmm. looking back and reflect. Yeah, you Just don't forget to live in the now also a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I had I had friends who who had uh, had their plan, their life for the next 10 years planned out in detail before there was 18. Oh, damn. How depressing. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I found the thought even scary. Yeah. yeah. Because, well, what, yeah. Especially I, if it uh, doesn't work out. That's the thing. Like, no, especially it, it, if it works out. Where's the adventure? It, well, all, all well, of that. All don't of that. that. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I also yeah. know people who are very much content with having a calm, non-exciting life. Or their level of excitement comes from mundane things, to say it that way. Yeah, I I get that. Yeah, no problem with well, that. Well, that went down the drain when they met you, Rasmus. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I I totally get that because I'm I'm also the type of guy that can spend one week without getting out of the house because I don't want to see anyone. Oh, and you and me both. You and me both. Yeah, to have just my family, my video game, my workshop, and and internet, and I'm I'm just happy. But a I'm week, also I can do that for a month. Yeah, even a year. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm show sure. off. <laughs> <laughs> but after no, but that, I would go nuts. You'd, you'd get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd get nuts, nuts. But I understand that people can can live that way. The, uh, my point is that um, a lot of things happened to me and was not planned. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, all of my life. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it went through my mind <laughs> exactly <laughs> before, before you said that. <laughs> uh, no, but let's let's take me. Let, let's me. Let sorry. Let me take an example. You're in Japan. You're uh, filling up your taxis at the town hall, and the uh, biggest earthquake in, in Japanese history hits the country. Then there is a tsunami. Then there is a, a nuclear power plant that explodes. So you have to run. You mm-hmm. get back home, you pack your things in like 30 minutes, you take a train and you run south. This thing was unplanned. This thing is born from something really bad that happened and still ongoing really bad thing in Japan. But 
the the weekend the week that followed that event is one of the best vacation that I ever uh, I, I ever took in my life. It was unplanned. It was probably because of what happened. Every every little things that we did with my life, going to that museum, meeting that old guy, eating at that restaurant, renting that car, driving on that road, had a different taste of it because it was all. It was not only a new adventure, but it was unplanned. It was completely unknown. We didn't know if we would be alive a month later. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my point. Like living in the past is nice because when I think about those memories, these memories, they are great and I cherish them. But I can't plan on redoing the exact same thing and feeling the exact same way like next month. It will never happen because I would need another earthquake and another tragedy to to be able to feel the same way and to live yeah. the same experience, right? So that's something I don't want. So living in the in the present as we were exactly uh, that time is not something that we do often, I think, because we are caught up in the routine of life, like getting up, going to work and all that shit. This adventure, what I call an adventure, is something that you don't plan you have no idea what's going to happen, but you just leave it fully because that's now. So your friend's planning life. Yeah, and I guess in your case, this one, uh, part of the enjoyment of that is the fact that you honestly didn't know if you would be alive in a month, as you said. Absolutely, yeah. So, like, you you didn't have a choice but to try to enjoy the moment because yeah. there, there might not be another one. Exactly, and that's that's why the the Zen people say the past is gone, the future doesn't exist. There is only now. Leave it fully. And enjoying that without being on the brink of death, I think that's something we could focus on. Absolutely. Which which segues beautifully into my <laughs> my focus. I re- just uh, the other day finished reading. Um, I am Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne's uh, self biography. Mm-hmm. Okay. How is it? And that's a man who has been on the brink of death multiple oh, yeah. times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's been constantly balancing on that edge. <laughs> yeah. But quite voluntarily, if I... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Not right. yes and no. Reading yeah. the book, it's clear that uh, he grew up with a hell of a lot of trauma, like family trauma. Yeah. Uh, not not direct abuse, but just living in a really difficult time in not only Britain, but in Birmingham. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and also, I think there, there's so many just wild things to that book, but it, it is written, it was written in 2011. So when he was 60 something or 70, mm-hmm. I think. So after he had gone through a hell of a lot of therapy and actually come became fairly clean and off a lot of drugs and most of the alcohol. Yeah. But like he spent 20 years of his life being continuously drunk and high and all of that. Yeah. And a lot of the he he describes a lot of the things he did with the clarity of someone who has gone through therapy and who has become clean to a, mm-hmm. a, a vast extent. But also the way he describes it it's still very much uh, clear that this man suffered yeah. for the majority of his life and he had no idea. Yeah. Uh, and and then there's all the other bonkers things or the fact that they went from 
from the first time they went abroad playing a gig, it took two years and he was a millionaire. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's absolutely bonkers. And also another thing, Ozzy Osbourne is not a really good singer. No. But he... No, I can can attest to that. I've seen him live. (laughs) Yeah. He, He is wicked good in so many ways, but his voice is not the talent. It's his craziness that sold the entire band. Yeah. Yep. And then there's like, uh, when it comes to Black Sabbath, well, once it's just, it's Geezer who was the one who did most of the lyrics, and there's the drummer and the guitarist who I'm missing the name of at the moment, who, who was musical geniuses, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Ozzy who just brought the craziness that like yeah. the, the 80s vibe needed for them to go absolutely bonkers. But no, it's, uh, I, I, I recall having like uh, the Osborne reality show sort of it existed when I grew up mm-hmm. I'd never watched much of it because I couldn't understand the fucking shit what Ozzy was saying <laughs> but that's also explained in the book because he, he, his body he was high and drunk no, no mm. well yes but his body body was literally breaking down because of the lifestyle he okay. was losing muscle control so he couldn't physically pronounce oh, things wow. yeah okay uh, and and then of course is the fucked up thing of having a Burmese accent, which makes doesn't make things better. Yeah, but it's it's like yeah, I I sympathize a lot with the guy now, and I read it just out of sort of nearly morbid curiosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his life, uh, yeah, his life was just fucking bonkers, and it is a book well worth reading. What's the name? Of, what's the title of the book again? I am Aussie. I am Aussie. Okay. A book recommendation for once. Yeah, nice. nice. And I, and well, also, I actually been reading that book in hard copy, not not Ooh. audiobook, yeah. which also has been an interesting experience of really slowing. Are you down. reading it with Ozzy's voice in in your head? No, then I wouldn't understand anything again. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but it 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 also I actually noticed sort of the 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 way of listening or reading it. It is a different experience than listening to it on audiobook. Yeah. It it's it forces Active. you to slow down a. It, it's more active, but yeah. it also moves slower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. I mean, I tend to listen to You're audio... getting its spoon fed. Yeah, I guess that's it. And and I I don't have to tend... When it comes to audiobooks, I listen to them at 1x because I'm I'm trying to enjoy the book. I'm not trying to just inhale it, as I do with yeah. food, usually, mm. and podcast. Mm. It's good that I never thought about the, like, the possibility of listening to an audiobook in 2x. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you probably also heard the, the commercials uh, or the sponsorship of Blinkist on some co- podcast. That's like, oh, it takes the popular books that and digest it into 10, 15 minutes bites so you can pretend to have read them. And I was like, what the why? fuck is this? Yeah, who the hell? Why would you ever want to do that thing? And apparently it's a big market because the, the ads kept on going and going and going. Mm. I haven't heard them for a while now. Well, no, that's a lie. I did last week. But yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I am Ozzy. It's a really fascinating story. And try reading cool. a fiscal book. It's good for you. Yeah. How about you? Um, it's also actually fits in quite nice. I've been watching um, a guy on YouTube. Probably a lot of people already know him. It's uh, called Just Alex. It's a twenty-four-year-old uh, um, British guy, and um, he's kind of like doing. I found it because of a beekeeping video for some strange reason. Okay. And um, I mean, he's 
I think still around yeah, 24 years old. He does beekeeping. Uh, he's been traveling around in his van through Europe. He lives off YouTube. And just take Casey Neistat that like lives the YouTube life. Just yeah. the direct opposite of it. He's um, in the Austrian Alps foraging for mushrooms. He spent in a whole month in a cabin in Austria during the winter time in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, just because he felt like doing so. And he's documenting it. And that makes it really enjoyable. And uh, it's kind of like the best example for living in the here and now, what he does. He also hmm. describes how he feels like after like being up there a month and barely meeting anyone. And uh, he basically just talks to the camera. But he does a lot of interesting stuff. He's amazed by everything he does. Um, he meets basically the Instagram followers in the towns to just go out fishing with them. No, and so it's really just laid back, really slow paced, um, enjoyable to watch. I haven't watched all of his videos, but just what I've watched so far is really, really nice. That, so, that's a fellow with about 140k on YouTube. Yeah, 140 already, because I think two weeks ago he released a video with, "Hey, he broke 100k." Yeah, so he's uh, going then, fast. Yeah, then it's probably the guy I found. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, that that definitely sounds like uh, apt for the conversation and also something I would very much like to spend a while watching. Yeah, I think I, I just started a video that goes like three hours of his. So talking about yeah. slow going. Oh, yeah. yeah. Three hours, wow. Uh, the traveling Europe in a my DIY van camper. Exactly. And it's a caddy. I mean, he really, and he's that six foot foot four guy like oh wow traveling in a caddy yeah so he's basically sleeping at the full length of the car oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean he can do it he's only 24 he's young yeah how red, about you how red about you uh i had i had a guy a, a leather worker but i'm gonna keep it for next week uh oh, you tease. great work but no i just don't have my phone there so i i did a screenshot of it on my phone but i i don't have it now my kid just hijacked my phone uh so i'm gonna go with something else as i said so insomnia is back so i had time to uh watch a lot of tv shows tv series uh and i would like to mention two of them um, the first one, the obvious one, is the first episode of The Last of Us. Uh, oh, yes. Which is damn good and damn close okay. to the game and very well done with Pedro Pascal. I'm a big fan of Pedro Pascal. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm here, but I'm watching everything he's in now just because yeah. it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a great actor. It's always well done um he's a great guy you can can go watch obviously the mandalorian and but also the previous movie that he's done uh are, are great so go watch him the last of us uh, i've only seen the first episode uh because yeah, the, in France, there is only I, one out yet uh, yeah the second one should should be out soon uh okay. but but in france we have the chance to have a um, cable channel that um airs uh, the episode like next day after the u.s so I was oh. able to do it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that's the first one, The Last of Us. Uh, very good show. If you don't know what it is, just look it up before because it might not be for you. Uh, just a little... Uh, yeah, I know that the video game was really polarizing, the last one. <clears throat> like, there yeah. were a lot of heated arguments about it, the choices you had to make. I don't. I never played the game and I've only like... I've played the first one, not the second one. 
but but yeah, I, I from what I recall from the the, the game, uh, the the TV series is is absolutely spot on. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's that's something I'm I'm looking forward to explore a lot more uh, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, but my main one, uh, talking about the year now and not the future and how you see, uh, is is another um, TV series that's called The Dirty Black Bag. So it's a western. Uh, it's uh, with a lot of people that I, I really like, um, like Dominic Cooper, the guy that made um, was the main character in uh, The Preacher, wonderful actor. Also, uh, Travis Fimmel, uh, we was Ooh, uh, yeah. in uh, Viking and a lot of other things. Uh, Aidan Gillen uh, was in Game of Thrones. It's okay. very, very different. Don't expect the traditional Western with the good guy and the bad guy. And um, it's, it's, it is what it is. I really like it because it is, it is different. And if you really um, look into the characters, they are, there is these three types of guys. The one living in the past, hoping for the past to get back. The people uh, living in the future, hoping that the future will be good. And in the middle, people living in the here and now because that's all they have. And yeah, it's a. I think it's a great show. Uh, again, I've seen only the three first episodes. Uh, it might not be for everyone, uh, but yeah, I enjoy it. It's called the Dirty Black Bag. Cool stuff. Nice. The Last of Us, I definitely have to watch. Yeah, but I haven't played have. the game yet, so I'm really excited. Do uh, do it. It's the at least the ver- the first one was was quite good. Yeah. Second one, I don't know. Well, I, I need it to be out on PC, and I don't think The Last of Us is a PC game. I have no idea right now. Yeah, pretty many years ago. So it, yeah, I, I not, not sure. Anyway, any last little tiddly bits? No, don't think Actually, so. I think that's that's it. Very cool. Then. If you want to get a hold of us collectively, you can do that at two-thirds focused. If you spell it out on any of the mostly social places. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmeer.no. And you can find me at the Redsmith or Redsmith everywhere on the internet, especially at theredsmith.com. And you can find me at notinmeta.com where you have the links to all my socials. Excellent. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Have a Bye-bye. good Bye. Thank you guys. Bye.